This is an interesting story. Quite frankly, I'm shocked that this even appeared in the New York Times this past weekend. The headline reads, your coronavirus test is positive. Maybe it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Let's look at some of the main points uh, in this New York Times article here. So they're saying the standard tests are um, diagnosing huge numbers of people who may be carrying a relatively insignificant amounts of the virus. So you can see where this is heading, and it's very interesting. Most of the people are not likely to be contagious, and identifying them may contribute to bottlenecks that prevent those who are contagious from being found in time. So they're they're flagging up some legitimate issues that we've been talking about for a few months. So it's good to see that the mainstream media is catching up here on this. So the main diagnostic test for this novel coronavirus is the PCR test. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, which provides a simple yes-no answer of whether the person is infected or not. It doesn't really say how much they're infected, for instance. Uh, in terms of the PCR test here, this is what they're saying. So in the set data sets they found from three states, Massachusetts, New York, and Nevada, 90% of the people testing positive for coronavirus barely had any virus. So what, asymptomatic cases, do they mean anything? Uh, it's also picking up genetic material. Uh, This is interesting. (laughs) Tests with thresholds so high may detect not just live virus, but also genetic fragments and leftovers Mm. from infections posing no particular risk, akin to finding a hair in a room long after the person has left the room, Mm. says Dr. Mina from Harvard. So is it reliable? Is the PCR test reliable? Can we base the new normal? Can we shut down schools, shut down the economy based on the PCR test? Can we roll out a vaccine based on this PCR test? No. It doesn't look like it.